Distinguished guests, the President of the United States and Dr. Jill Biden. Thank you, thank you. Please, please have a seat. And, uh, you know, I'm starting off to say good evening. I think they thought we'd take longer in the other room. <laughs> good afternoon, evening. Close. Vice President Harris, second gentleman, former President Celine Meyer. <laughs> Welcome to the White House. A sacred place for many reasons. It's a residence, uh, first family, but it's really the people's house, and it really is. A place to work, a national park, a museum, as well as an art and artifacts capturing the soul of the nation for many years. This past, this, and like this portrait of George Washington, painted by Gilbert Stewart, it's the only object still here since the White House was opened in 1800. That's the only object still here. And I want you to know, uh, an Irishman designed the White House. <laughs> true, true story. <laughs> Rescued by Dolly Madison after the British torched this very space, life-size portrait of our founding father who, in the midst of the War of Independence, wrote a letter to the American Academy of Arts and Sciences, which had recently made him a member. General Washington wrote, and I quote, the arts and sciences are essential to the prosperity of the state, and the ornament and happiness of human life. He knew the greatness of a nation was measured not only by the strength of its army and the vastness of its geography, the size of its economy, it was also measured by the vitality of its culture. And the culture forged in freedom of expression to speak and to think freely. Freedoms that must always be defended for democracy is a covenant, a covenant we have with each other. And I don't know how many times in graduate school and undergraduate school I learned that democracy has to be fought for for every generation. We learned that this year. It has to be fought. Democracy is a choice. It's a choice we make to choose union over disunion, progress over chaos, and literally truth over lies. A choice to remember history, not erase it, no matter how hard it is that people try to sometimes erase it. And that's what great nations do. They face reality. We're a nation, a great nation, in large part because of the power of the arts and humanities. That's stamped into the DNA of America. And today, Jill and I, Kamala and Doug, and all of you, we continue the legacy of awarding two of our nation's highest honors to 23 extraordinary Americans. The National Medal of Arts to honor outstanding contributions to the excellence, growth, support, and availability of arts in the United States. And the National Humanities Medal to honor those who have, whose work has deepened the nation's understanding of the humanities and broadened our citizens' engagement with history, literature, philosophy, and so many other subjects. And by the way, 
I married an English professor. <laughs> <laughs> and we know good writing and love of, great, of a great read, including the incredible writers here today. The work of our honorees is as diverse as the nation that, the, that celebrates with them today. But, uh, but common threads weave them together in many ways, in the very fabric of America. The pursuit of excellence, the drive to create, the yearning to connect, and the boldness to be truth-tellers, bridge-builders, and change-seekers. Above all, you're masters of your craft. You're masters of your craft. The National Medal of the Arts recipients include renowned painters like Judy Baca, and uh, who have made the canvas out of our uh, out of communities all across America, especially her beloved Los Angeles. Her groundbreaking murals depict the strength and scope of human nature and tell the forgotten stories, tell the forgotten stories, bringing public space to life and tell the, and tell the fuller story of who we are as Americans. A student, you know, and Antonio, uh, you studied diplomacy. When I heard that, I thought maybe we'd make you Secretary of State. <laughs> but today, he's one of Puerto Rico's greatest cultural ambassadors. His work challenges and unites people across languages, classes, and generations. His, his, his creations span genres, painting, writing, sculpturing, theater design, always daring to try something new while building on what came before. And my friend, President Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> I know where you are. She's over here going, I'm over here. Now, I want, I'm going to talk with Julie later whether she liked being VP or President better. i got to figure that one out. <laughs> I have absolutely no talent at all. None. And you won. Eleven enemies, 26 nominations, honored numerous times by the Screen Actors Guild, Producers Guild, Critics' Choice. She embraces life's absurdity with absolute wit and handles real-life turns with absolute grace. A mom, a cancer survivor, a pioneer for woman in comedy, she is an American original. Good to see you. Following her example, including Mindy Kaling, you know, from Massachusetts, but uh, as we all know, Scranton, Pennsylvania made her who she is. <laughs> or as we say in Scranton, Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> The first woman of color to create, write, and star in a primetime sitcom. She empowers a new generation to tell their stories with their own irreverence and sincerity. The daughter of Indian immigrants, we know about that, right? <laughs> Our vice president is the daughter of Indian immigrants, a mother who was a great scientist. Above all, she's hardworking and an adoring mom, just like her own mom was. And Mindy, uh, we know your mom is always with you in your spirit. We know that. Over 50 years ago, Billie Holiday Theater opened in Brooklyn. Black writers and actors from Samuel L. Jackson to Debbie Allen to Smokey Robinson debuted there in New York at that theater. Today, Billie still stages first-rate theater productions, nurturing a new generation of black playwrights, performers, as a culture of the cornerstone of our nation. And it's really, it's, it's an incredible place. The same is true of the International Association of the Black, Blacks in Dance, founded more than three decades ago to build solidarity for this vital art form. It connects dances to teach, performances to venues, educators to resources, driven by the mission of preserving dance from the African diaspora for future generations.
When it comes to fashion, here's what I know. As I said today, when I said every time I open the closet, I see her when I got introduced to Vera. And, and Jill turned to me and said, what are you saying that for? There's all those labels. Vera Wang, where's Vera? There you are. You know what I meant to begin with, didn't you? I thought, I guess I could have said it a little better when I open the closet, I see you all the time. But anyway. You're one of the greats, Vera. You really are. And I know your dresses always look beautiful on my wife. God love her. Your designs are timeless. Her vision, her influence in industry, her business became an empire. The name is synonymous with artistry, excellence, Vera Wang. Ladies and gentlemen, Fred Eichner, supporting the arts is a calling. For decades, he's been a top patron of dance companies, art museums, historic preservation, especially in his beloved Chicago. By the way, I sat for, every time I sat here for eight years as vice president, it always started, Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. He's also been a champion for the LGBTQ community at its core of our national values of freedom, justice, and justice for all. Because he never seeks a spotlight, if you know how much he has enriched their lives. But now, the nation's going to know whether you like it or not. It's happening. <laughs> the contribution of <laughs> Joan, she, Joan, she, 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 Shigakawa. Thank you. I have trouble pronouncing it. You can call me Bidden. Shigakawa. <laughs> Your contribution to art in America is legendary and is lasting. And the head of the National Endowment for the Arts, she's lifted rural and urban artists, created programs for military families, and helped measure how the art grows the economy. Arts grow the economy. And she proves that art makes our country stronger. He couldn't be with her today because he's touring, but he's still, uh, we still honor a son of Puerto Rico and Spanish Harlem, Jose Feliciano, I can pronounce it. Yeah, that's my generation. Uh, Jose was, come from a small family, one of 11 brothers. <laughs> Blind since birth, he picked up a guitar at age nine. A pioneering artist, bridging cultures and styles, winning Grammys, opening doors for generations of Latino artists, and the heart of our nation. Last December, Gladys Knight, who I'm crazy about her music, I don't want to hurt her reputation, <laughs> sat in this room to receive the Kennedy Center honor. Later that night, Jill and I and Kamala and Doug in a theater full of fans showed our appreciation for the Empress of Soul, the Empress of Soul. A few weeks later, we invited Gladys back to the White House to perform at a summit with leaders from 50 African nations, as I honored the African nations presidents and, and prime ministers. But what better way to show who we are as a nation than to give Gladys Knight an opportunity to sing for the nation? Gladys, as I said before, you're truly one of the best things ever to happen in terms of music. I'm a fan. Speaking of good things in music, the boss is here. The boss is here. As they say in South Philly and North Wilmington, a Jersey boy. I just want you to know, Bruce, there was a lawsuit that was between the governor of Delaware and the governor of, of New Jersey, 
and it's now a matter of law. We owe, we own, Delaware owns the Delaware up to the high water mark in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so for all I know, I could claim you as part of Delaware before that. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, a poet, troubadour, chronicle of American life and resilience and hope and dreams, recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom, along with 20 Grammys, an Oscar, a Tony, and an unyielding love from millions of fans across generations. The New Jersey kid is back on tour approaching, catch this, 3,000 concerts around the world. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> Since his first performance as a teenager at local Elks Lodge, and I know where it is, Freehold, New Jersey, just across the river. I've been to Freehold, and I married a Jersey girl. Okay? Bruce, some people are just born to run, man. <laughs> Last fall during the White House event called A Night When Hope and History Rhyme, I awarded the National Humanities Medal to Sir Elton John on the occasion of his final tour in Washington. Today, we add to that distinguished list of him, awarded, him receiving this award as well. The daughter of Chinese immigrants, Amy Tan's books capture the courage the pain and the joy, and the joy of the immigrant, of the immigrant experience, and how they, their legacy and memory fulfill the promise of America for all Americans. Colson Whitehead, one of the first and only novelists to win the Pulitzer Prize for back-to-back -back works. How in the hell did you do that? <laughs> Pretty good, man. I'm kind of looking for back-to-back -back myself. But, but, I, but I may have to do it in the Underground Railroad <laughs> with the Nickel Boys. It's incredible, man. That's pretty damn impressive. And from coming of age, to crime, to science fiction, to even zombies, he's one of America's great storytellers, bringing fresh perspective to the legacy of the or original sin of slavery, elevating the nation's consciousness around truth and justice. You know, to understand the giants of history, we need sometimes to write about them. That's Walter Isaacson. Walter, you're the best, pal. Walter's biographies on Ben Franklin, Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, and more make real some of the most complex minds in our nation's history. By better understanding figures like these, we better understand ourselves and our nation and the notion of possibilities. Anything is possible here. Anything is possible in America. An engineer, poet, a Cuban-American, Richard Blanco uh, returned to a poem he wrote from the second inaugural of Barack and me. A poem, one today, it says, and always one moon like a silent drum tapping at every rooftop and every window on every, in, of every county, country. I'm, let me start this over again. <laughs> I'm getting so intimidated by being here. <laughs> and always one moon, like a silent drum, tapping on every rooftop and every window of one country, county, county. All of us facing the stars. Hope, a new constellation, waiting for us to map it, waiting for us to name it together. You know, that's what we, you know, hope is, uh, I was once asked by Xi Jinping to define America, for real. We were in the Tibetan Plateau. I said, possibilities, hope, that's the definition of America. 
and you write about it. It's poetry, bridges, cultures, and language, a mosaic of our past, our present, and our future. Reflecting a nation that's hectic, colorful, and still becoming. Few books captivated the nation like Tara Westover's uh, memoir, Education, The Educated, excuse me, Educated. Her words remind us how national divides can also divide families, and how bringing those divides with knowledge and understanding is critical to our country and for one another. Anne Passage's celebrated novels and essays are treasured worldwide through, every, through everything she does on the page and at her Nashville bookstore, a magnet for readers all around the world. She proves the power of the written word to bring people together. And you've done it, Anne. Where's Anne? There you go. You've done it, kiddo. Every day, from a studio in New Mexico, Native American Calling, airs a podcast, live radio show, exploring everything from the legacy of Native newspapers to Native cuisine to Native American solidarity with Ukraine, capturing the vastness of the Native American life and it's a profound impact on the country. You know, uh, Henrietta Mann is a teacher, a scholar, and a leader. She's dedicated her career to Native American education and to establishing the field of Native American studies. Thanks in large part to her, Native American Studio is now taught at universities across the country, strengthening our nation-to-nation bonds for generations to come. A scholar, Earl Lewis chronicles African-American history and explores how diversity strengthens our nation, and it does strengthen our nation. As a university administrator, he has shaped some of our preeminent institutions, pushing them to meet the challenges of our time, from water scarcity to the future of work to racial injustice. He makes American universities an even more important source of our national dynamism. And as an anthropologist, the first black woman president of Spelman College, pretty cool, <laughs> the director of the National Museum of African Art, you know, Janetta is uh, Cole, takes the, the study of black history and culture to new heights. She has strengthened American education, advanced American scholarship, and enriched the lives of students of all ages and the future of our nation. Brian Stevenson, a cherry son of my home state of Delaware, <laughs> and one of the most important civil rights leaders, you know, exonerating the wrongfully convicted, funding the Legacy Museum and the National Memorial for Peace and Justice, so the history of lynching and racial violence in America gets the reckoning it deserves and providing a compelling foundation for me to be able to sign into law the Emmett Till's name to make lynching a federal crime. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian does it all, historians, he challenges us to get proximity to the suffering and the abandoned and the poor and the condemned so that as we search for the humanity in others, we find it within ourselves first. Ladies and gentlemen, please congratulate our newest recipients of the National Medal of the Arts. And the National Medal of the Arts. You and your families. You and your families, congratulations. Thank you for cultivating the arts. 
as a central source. Please have a seat. <laughs> source of our prosperity, our happiness in American life, as George Washington describes. Thank you for strengthening the covenant that this is our, that is our democracy. And now, please come up one by one as my military aide, Major Hughes, reads your citation. And by the way, I want to warn you. There are two types. Of the, the, the medals are beautiful. The ribbons are hung on. One doesn't separate. So any woman who I'm giving the one medal to, just don't get angry with me if I mess up your hair. Okay? You think I'm kidding. I'm not. All right. Judith Francisca Baca. For her monumental impact on public art in America, Judith Francisca Baca's collaborative work has turned forgotten histories into public memory, pioneering an art form that empowers communities to reclaim public space with dignity and pride. on behalf of the Billy Holiday Theater, Blondel Pinnock. <laughs> for being an artistic jewel for the nation, channeling its namesake's exploration of freedom and identity, the Billy Holiday Theater cultivates some of our nation's most renowned black actors, writers, designers, and musicians, and has expanded the reach of American artistic expression and achievement. Eichner. For his unwavering courage and support of the arts as a force for a more just nation, from dance and architecture to arts education and a lifetime of LGBTQI advocacy, Fred Eichner has helped give millions of people strength to be themselves and moved our country forward. of the International Association of Blacks in Dance, Denise Saunders Thompson. For expanding our nation's appreciation for the practice and preservation of dance from the African diaspora, 
Through teaching, training, performance, the International Association of Blacks in Dance promotes dance by people of African ancestry and origin, explores and exchanges art, spans cultures and generations, and enriches the dance culture of America. Mindy Kaling. For giving voice to a new generation of storytellers, imbued with humor and heart, Mindy Kaling's work across television, film, and books inspires and delights, capturing and uplifting the experiences of women and girls across our nation. Gladys Knight. For her iconic voice as the Empress of Soul, Gladys Knight's exceptional talent influenced musical genres from rhythm and blues to gospel to pop and inspired generations of artists captivated by her soundtrack of a golden age in American music. humor and wit that has helped to redefine American culture. As one of the most decorated comedic actors of our time, Julia Louis-Dreyfus has blazed a trail for women in comedy and across American life through her commitment to excellence and the power of her example. Martorell Cardona. For a 
lifetime of vision and candor as an artistic communicator, convener, and voice of conscience, transcending generation and genre, Antonio Martorell Cardona's art exposes hard truths with whimsy and color to help us remember and grow as people and as a nation. Joan Shigakawa. <laughs> For a lifetime of service to art in America, throughout her career, Joan Shigakawa has championed artists created global exchanges, and promoted the power of the arts to heal, build strong economies, and help people and nations reach their full potential. Bruce Springsteen. For his extraordinary contributions to the American Songbook and for being the boss. One of our greatest performers and storytellers, Bruce Springsteen's music celebrates our triumphs, heals our wounds, and gives us hope, capturing the unyielding spirit of what it means to be American. For her pioneering vision, which has reshaped fashion and business in America, from the runway to red carpets to retail stores, Vera Wang's modern designs and bridal collections express individualism and elegance, making beauty and style accessible to all. National Humanities Medal recipients, Richard Blanco.
for breathing life into the identity and idea of America, an award-winning poet and author, professor and public speaker, and son of Cuban immigrants, Richard Blanco's powerful storytelling challenges the boundaries of culture, gender, and class while celebrating the promise of our nation's highest ideals. leader of sanctuaries of higher learning and culture, a scholar, anthropologist, and academic pace setter, Jonetta Besh Cole's pioneering work about the ongoing contributions of Afro-Latin, Caribbean, and African communities have advanced American understanding of black culture and the necessity and power of racial inclusion in our nation. Walter Isaacson. For chronicling the history and genius of America, through the stories of our nation's remarkable citizens, Walter, Walter Isaacson's work, words, and wisdom bridge divides between science and the humanities and between opposing philosophies, elevating discourse and our understanding of who we are as a nation. history and shaping America's future. As a social historian and academic leader, Earl Lewis has made vital contributions to the field of black history, educating generations of students, while also being a leading voice for greater diversity in academia and our nation. Henrietta Mann.
for dedicating her life to strengthening and developing Native American education. The pioneering, pioneering efforts of Henrietta Ho'oestada Ona A. Mann led to programs and institutions across the country devoted to the study of Native American history and culture, honoring ancestors that came before and benefiting generations that follow. On behalf of Native America Calling, Jacqueline Sully. <laughs> For connecting tribal and non-tribal communities across the United States. Through its interactive shows on the radio and online, Native America Calling educates the American public about indigenous issues while preserving indigenous history and culture to honor their contributions that strengthen the sacred nation-to-nation -nation relationship. for putting into words the beauty, pain, and complexity of human nature. With her best-selling novels and essays, and her bookstore readers from around the world will see themselves in the pages of Anne Patch's books that take people to places of the heart and feed the imagination of our nation. Brian Stevenson. For his moral call to redeem the soul of our nation, an advocate fighting tirelessly for the poor, incarcerated, and condemned, Brian Stevenson follows the book of Micah's instructions to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly as he chronicles the legacy of lynching and racism in America, shining a light on what has been and all that we can be as a nation. Amy Tan. 
expanding the American literary, literary canon by bravely exploring experiences of immigrant families, heritage, memories, and poignant struggles, Amy Tan's writing makes sense of the present through the past and adds groundbreaking narrative to the diverse sweep of American life and literature. Westover. For tuning American life into literature, Tara Westover's memoirs of family, religion, and the transformative power of education has moved millions of readers and served as a powerful example of how the humanities can set people free and a nation free. Whitehead. For his truth-seeking as an American literary icon, with genre-defying craftsmanship and creativity, Colson Whitehead's celebrated novels make real the African-American journey through our nation's continued reckoning with the original sin of slavery and our ongoing march toward a more perfect union. today it just it was just such an honor to meet so many incredible people really and truly you're, you're amazing and you do make the country better you make us a better place now there's going to be a reception at the under uh, the other end of the hall in the dining room down there i hope we'll see you down there and uh as every time I'd walk out of my grandpa's home up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, Ambrose Finnegan, he'd say, Joey, keep the faith, and my grandmother knows, spread it. Let's spread the faith. Thank you. Distinguished guests, please remain in your seats as the principals and recipients depart. Thank you.